You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Thursday. We've got a great show. This episode will include the United States getting a victory in the semifinals over Australia, and they will play for the gold. The Atlanta Braves have won two in a row, and now they're only two and a half back from the New York Mets in the NL East. And what a game last night for your Columbus Chattahoots as they defeat the Gainesville Braves 3-1 and advance to the Sun Belt Final, which will be played in Alpharetta on Friday night. All right, normally I do my Olympic update, and if you watch the Olympics in primetime, because the overall medal count as of this morning is the United States is pulling away with 90 medals. China still has 33 gold medals. They lead the way in that category, but they only have 73. The United States picked up another medal as the women's soccer team picked up the bronze. Yes, they should have won gold, but they got upset by Canada in the semifinals. Canada will take on Sweden for the gold. The United States men's basketball team will move on and play in the gold medal game as they got a big game from Kevin Durant, 97-78 over Australia. Australia was coming into this game undefeated. Kevin Durant led the way with 23 points. Despite being down by halftime, the United States blew away the doors, outscoring the Aussies 32-10 in that third quarter. And it was just a team effort. Drew Holiday, very good on defense. He nearly had a triple-double. Devin Booker shooting threes. Three for five from downtown. Had 20 points. He showed up in this Olympics. And Chris Middleton just getting his legs going. It's funny. I, I really think that these players that were just playing in the NBA Finals, now they're playing in the Olympics. They're starting to get going in, in the Olympics. Patty Mills for the Aussies had 15 points. He shot 5 of 14. The United States is going to clamp down on defense, and they know that the goal is at hand. The goal is to win the gold medal, and they will take on the winner of France and Slovenia, which play earlier this morning, and I don't have the score of that game. It's a rematch against France. France defeated them in the first game of the Olympics. Slovenia has the best player in the NBA, in my opinion, Luka Doncic. So it could be a very exciting matchup for the United States. An update in baseball. The United States currently leads South Korea in the bottom of the sixth inning, 4-1 to one in the semifinals as they are Probably going to take on Japan in the gold medal game. So glad to see baseball back in the Olympics. The U.S. men's track and field team failed to advance in the 4x100 relay finally. Remember in the early 90s, this was an event that they dominated. I remember uh, Carl Lewis, Leroy Burrell, uh, Mike Powell, just great, great sprinters on that team. And sprinting is just not the same. You had uh, Tyson Gay that was banned because of doping. Uh, Justin Gatlin, if he, you know, passed his prime. But Usain Bolt wasn't even in here. Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves defeat the St. Louis Cardinals 7-4. to They have two wins in a row after beating them 6-1 to yesterday. And the Braves are now at 500. 
and they are two and a half back of the New York Mets. Could this be the turning point for the Braves to catch the Mets and win their fourth straight NL East? I was very optimistic, especially when Ronald Acuna went out with the injury. He's out for the season. But the Braves got some fine pieces, including Adam Duvall, who hit a home run yesterday. And their pitching is going to come back. Ian Anderson is going to come back from the injury list. I don't know when Soroka is going to come back, but Yusakar Yuna is going to come back from the injury list. And they got Rodriguez in the bullpen. I think that's going to help solidify their bullpen issues. Max Fried picked up the win on Tuesday, and the Braves put up three runs in the eighth inning, including several key errors by the Cardinals that allowed them to open up the door. This was tied going into the seventh after Paul Goldschmidt hit a sacrifice fly, but the Braves getting contributions from Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall. Seven to four was your final, and now the Braves will take on the Washington Nationals in a three-game series at Truett's Park. They actually have a six-game home stretch over the weekend carrying out throughout the week next week so this is a good time for the Braves to catch fire and overtake the Mets in the NL East because right now that is their clear path to the postseason in my opinion all right I don't know about you I feel like I'm the biggest Columbus Chattahoots fan in the Chattahoochee Valley I actually listened to the game last night on 106.9 FM in Columbus because it was not on YouTube and It was the winner-take-all, Game 3, against the Gainesville Braves. I was actually at Golden Park on Tuesday night. They lost Game 2, 11-3. This was a game where winner goes on to the championship, loser goes home. They were taking on the Gainesville Braves, one of the most talented teams in the Sun Belt, and they got a dominant pitching performance, they got timely home runs, and they won the game 3-1. So congratulations, the Columbus Chattahoots are now in the Sun Belt Finals, and they will take on the Alpharetta Aviators Friday night at 7. You can listen to the game on 106.9, and you can watch it on YouTube. They will host the Aviators at Golden Park for Game 2 Saturday night at 6.05 p.m. That should be a great sight to see in Columbus, especially a weekend game where they get more fans. This is now the championship. Tickets do go on sale this morning. I'm still debating on whether or not I'm going to go or not. More than likely, I think I will go. I mean, that is historic in the city of Columbus. And the city of Columbus is starting to feel like the city of champions. You had the River Dragons win the Ignite Cup this year. You have the Columbus Lions that are in the playoffs, and they will take on the Orlando Predators and the Columbus Chattahoots in the finals for the Sun Belt League in their inaugural season. What's impressive about this team is they never quit. They had a play-in game against the Atlanta Crackers. They snuck into the postseason as the sixth seed, and they took on the Atlanta Crackers, who was a third seed. Remember that the Alfred Aviators and the Gainesville Braves both had first-round buys. So they had a play-in game, and they defeated the Crackers 20-7. to They broke records for scoring the most runs in a game. And then they took on the Gainesville Braves for a three-game series. They won game one up in Gainesville. Game two was back at Golden Park. They lost that game, and they went back up to Gainesville and won the ball game three to one. And they've been the road warriors this postseason. And I'm looking forward to seeing this three-game series against the Alpharetta Aviators. If they win Friday night, they got a chance to close it out on Saturday. And how big would that be for the city of Columbus if they're able to win that game on Saturday night. 
Now, they will play a game Sunday if it goes to three games. In my opinion, I feel that the Chattahoots are going to be back for 2022. They earned a lot of fans in the city of Columbus. Baseball is back. The announcing is just incredible. I listened to the last call when they got the last out, and the announcer was going crazy. The Chattahoots are in the finals. We have championship baseball back in Columbus. It is amazing. And it was a great experience just going to a playoff game. I feel this is just the beginning. As much as I like Woodbat Collegiate Summer Baseball League, Columbus needs to get a minor league team back in the city. They once had the Columbus Red Sticks. They had the Columbus Catfish. They were a single-A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. They played at Golan Park from 2003 to 2008. And... The city of Columbus has been starving for a baseball team. It's different when you have a minor league team because you have a much longer season. The season starts in April and it ends in August. Here, the season was very short. It started in June and it's still going on in August, but the regular season ended in July. Every weekend, they had a game. Talking to a lady in concessions, they averaged about 2,000 fans. Uh, Talking to a lady in concessions, they had about 2,000 fans one night. And I expect this to be a record crowd at Golden Park. So good luck to them. And good luck to the Northern Little League 12-year-old baseball team that will play in Warner Robins for the Southeast Championship for a chance to punch their ticket to Williamsport, Pennsylvania for the Little League World Series. Northern has had a rich tradition and history of winning the state of Georgia They had a double elimination tournament. They lost a game and came back in the loser's bracket to win the state of Georgia. And they will take on South Carolina Friday night. I think that game is on ESPN+. I'm going to check that out. Warner Robins is about an hour from my house. I I know that that's a possibility too, is to go out there and see them as well. Good luck to them. Good luck to the Columbus Lions. And don't forget that the Columbus River Dragons season is going to start in the fall. They were having an advertisement on 106.9 because Ignite Sports owns the River Dragons and the Columbus Chattahoots. Why do I know this? Because Ignite Sports messaged me on Facebook asking me if I'd be interested in being the PA announcer for the Columbus Chattahoots. I had to turn down the job. I would have loved to have done it. They do have a great PA announcer. I've heard him a couple times, and he sounds great. But I also am a PA announcer for Russell County High Football. So with that being said, I think that Columbus has got some passionate fans in the Valley that just want to see good sports, good competitive championship sports. NBA free agency, it's official. The Atlanta Hawks signed John Collins to a five-year, $120 million deal, which allows the Hawks to keep players that got them to the Eastern Conference Finals together. Even though the Eastern Conference has gotten much better with the Chicago Bulls adding Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, you had the Miami Heat adding Kyle Lowry, there's talks that they might get LaMarcus Aldridge out of retirement. Also, Victor Oladipo may be coming back from his injury. The Eastern Conference got better. Can the Atlanta Hawks reach the Eastern Conference Finals once again? It's going to be a tougher road, especially if the Brooklyn Nets are healthy. They are still the favorites in the Eastern Conference. The Philadelphia 76ers, we don't know what they're going to do with Ben Simmons, but they still have a very talented team. And the Boston Celtics are going to get Jalen Brown back along with Jason Tatum. They have a pretty good team as well. And how about the New York Knicks? 
signing Kimba Walker. And now they got Evan Fournier and they're bringing back Julius Randle. They gave him an extension. The Knicks actually were a very exciting team last year. They just didn't have players that could actually create their own shot. The only person was Derrick Rose. He was coming off the bench and they put him into the starting role because Alfred Payton was a non-factor in that playoff game against the Hawks. I'm interested to see how the Washington Wizards look. They now have Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell, and Kyle Kuzma. Maybe Kyle Kuzma has just a breakout year and becomes an all-star for the Wizards. And we don't know if Bradley Beal is going to get moved. But the Washington Wizards did make it into the play-in game. They were the eighth seed. They won their play-in game, and they took on the Sixers in the playoffs. So they might have a pretty good season. All right. The jokes keep coming in about the Los Angeles Lakers and their age. It's actually funny. You remember the movie Uncle Drew? That's the Lakers. Uncle Drew getting back his old crew. I just, Twitter has won the war as far as the Lakers. They actually aged. They made LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, they made them look old. And it is funny. And LeBron is not having it. He thinks that this is the team that could win the championship. And are the Los Angeles Lakers the favorites to reach the NBA finals with the West being wide open? I still think the West has a lot of young, talented teams, including the Utah Jazz, including the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul read up with them. And don't sleep on John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies because one more piece, and I think the Grizzlies might take down the Lakers. It's time to preview the AFC South. Every day I take a new conference in the National Football League. Every day I preview a new division in the National Football League for the upcoming 2021 NFL season. Tonight we have the Hall of Fame game, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And aren't you just happy that football is back? I cannot wait. This Sunday will actually be the last Sunday that we will not have football. And we will go into this season with an extra week of football. Football that counts. We have 18 weeks, a 17-game schedule. It's not traditional. It is what we have. And here we go. So the team that I feel is going to run away with this division, and it's really because of the health of the Indianapolis Colts and the fact that Carson Wentz is out 8 to 12 weeks, is the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill is a formidable quarterback. Now they lost their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. He's now the head coach of the Falcons. But with the addition of Julio Jones, they have Derrick Henry. The defense is still a question mark. The health of Taylor Lewan on the offensive line is another question mark. And they have just this talented group of players. And I think Ryan Tannehill is a very capable quarterback. He put up great numbers, but that was with offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. I think the Titans win this division. It's because the other teams in this division are really bad. So they're going to win this division at 11-6. and six. The team that's going to finish second is the Indianapolis Colts. The health of Carson Wentz is going to be a factor. They're going to try to scrap and get a backup quarterback, but they still have a good roster. They have one of the best offensive linemen in football in Quentin Nelson. They have one of the most talented defenses with DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard. The Colts are going to go nine and eight because when Carson Wentz comes back, he's going to win some games for him. The Colts may sneak into the wild card. They'll finish nine and eight. The team that I think is going to be improved, but they are not going to finish last in this division is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to show some of his talent. Urban Meyer is a good head coach. This is his first time coaching the National Football League. 
But Travis Etienne, he's going to have a good year as a rookie running back. And I think Tim Tebow is not going to be a fact. I don't even think he makes the roster, in my opinion. If he does, he's going to be like a third-string tight end. Jacksonville will win some games, but they're still rebuilding. I'm going to have them at 5-12. and 12. And the team that's really going to be the biggest train wreck because they fired their coach. Deshaun Watson, we don't even know if he's going to play. They got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They got rid of J.J. Watt. This team is a mess, and they didn't have any draft picks. They got rid of that. A draft pick to the Dolphins to get Laramie Tunzel. I mean, that's really the only bright spot is they have a very formidable left tackle. But the Houston Texans are going to fall flat on their face, one of the worst teams in the NFL at 4-13. and So there, I know it was quick. It was short, straight to the point. But I previewed the NFC. I previewed the AFC South tomorrow because I will have a show tomorrow. I will preview the AFC North. I might have a take a look at the Steelers, the health of Ben Roethlisberger. That is going to be something that's going to be interesting. One interesting note, I watch a little bit of news when it comes to training camp, and it's just practice. The 49ers have only had four practices. They take on the Kansas City Chiefs, their first game on the preseason. I'm going to watch this game. I want to see how Trey Lance is. They are really talking it up that this is a quarterback battle between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. If Trey Lance is everything they think he is, and if he's ready to be the starter in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. They're going to trade him somewhere. I think they should trade him to the Eagles. That's just my opinion. Right now, the Eagles can't really rely on Jalen Hurts, and Joe Flacco is past his prime. With a new head coach, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy. But I think that would be the perfect fit for Jimmy Garoppolo. And really, this is a good problem to have. The 49ers have a good backup quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo looks great in practice. He could wow everybody. But if Trey Lance does things that Jimmy Garoppolo can't do, he's going to win the starting job. In my opinion, I think Trey Lance sits for one year. But the 49ers are back, and they're going to be one of the most talented teams in the NFL. So I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to be the most improved team in the NFL. I am excited about college football. I don't know about you. The earliest college football rankings, and it's early, it's preseason rankings. Of course, no surprise, they got Alabama ranked number one. They lost Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith. They're not rebuilding. They're just reloading because Bryce Wilson is a five-star quarterback and he looks great. They still have John Minchie, a talented wide receiver. He had some great catches last year. He had some great catches last year. I don't even think Alabama's going to be tested at all. If if out the gate, if Derrick King just wows the Miami Hurricanes and they pull off the upset, that's really the only thing. But Alabama's an 18-point favorite against the Miami Hurricanes in the Chick-fil-A kickoff. They do have to go up to College Station to take on Texas A&M, who's actually a preseason top 10 this year. This is going to be a make-or-break year for Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher. And then they have to play Auburn in Auburn, which they have not won in Auburn the last two times they played in the Iron Bowl at Auburn. I think the biggest challenge will be if the Alabama Crimson Tide go into the SEC title game and they have to play Georgia because Georgia is a different team with JT Daniels. JT Daniels improved the offense last year. He clearly won a game last year against Mississippi State, throwing the football. And Georgia can rely on their sophomore running back, Kendall Milton, and Zamir White is going to have a good season as well. 
The health of George Pickens, he had a torn ACL back in March. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to finish out the season. That is all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I'm always on any podcast platform that you choose on your smartphone, tablet. Have a good day. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.